stop, stop. I can't take it anymore. Oh, I do the live one too. Yes, I know. I saw your act in the theater. You're really quite good. Quite a certain harmful habit. Stop it now. I mean it. Hello and welcome back. I am Tawny Santabria and we are breaking up with RBS. This is episode 31. Yes. JD. Uh, yes, I am JDK Whittakin. You are here too. <laughs> Debunk the junk. <laughs> We're both here to do that. We are both here. As a matter of fact. Once again, with more to... And we're not going to stop. We're not going to stop because it is an ongoing practice recognizing these BS stories and... Well, <laughs> working through them and life, life right. is an ongoing practice. Ongoing practice. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, that's what we're looking for. Right. Yeah. Right. And we're just talking about maybe ways to do it that are a little bit easier and may run counter to some of the ways we think we're supposed to do this. Yeah, you know? we we tend to overcomplicate things. We do, and we tend to identify like larger life enemies, right? You know, so things like indecision is supposed to be bad, or mm-hmm. you know, being. Um, being too sensitive is supposed to be bad. Uh, you know, there's lots of things. And being uncertain is supposed to be bad. Yeah. Right? And uh, and it's not necessarily that they, in certain situations, maybe they might be or something or maybe not. But it is interesting how many things we assign a certain value and just assume that they're true. And then when we get an opportunity to go, maybe they aren't true, mm-hmm. it can just change us up. Right, it's a little discombobulating. It is. Yeah. It is. So anyway, so uh, it's actually sort of along the lines of what we were going to talk about today. Was I think so. Some of those things we signed. I mentioned uncertain. Mm-hmm. Um, uncertainty. That's a bad word, isn't it, in our, <laughs> in our world, isn't it? We tend to think if you're uncertain, there's a problem. Well, it tends to be unpleasant. Tends to be unpleasant. Or that's the assignment. Or that's the idea that uncertain is unpleasant. Or is it really? Well, well. Oftentimes, we've learned mm-hmm. that it doesn't feel good in the body. Yeah. Right? Like, it oh, if we don't have the answer or if we don't know where we're going, like they're tended to Oh, yeah. Be, you, can get, you can get ratcheted up or right. anxiety or stress or, or... Or as we're growing up, like other people around us can get a little yeah. stressed about uncertainty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is a, a conditioned element sort of of unpleasantness mm-hmm. and certainly then, you know, what came first, chicken or the egg? The unpleasant feeling or that it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do this to mm-hmm. ourselves and then we're unpleasant or feeling unpleasant. Because right. And what tends to go with that then is when we feel uncertain, we want to be certain as quickly as possible. We want to solve for the uncertainty. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we, we uncertainty. do. <laughs> 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 okay, and so w- let's talk a little bit about that because you know, if you for anybody who's who's been listening to the show for a while, you probably have an idea of where we're going to go with this. Is that uncertainty by itself doesn't need to be a problem? Certainly. <laughs> <laughs> that was clever. That was clever. All right, but I mean, but let's let's unpack that a little bit because we can end up maybe it'll start feeling like we're kind of. Mm-hmm. Chewing on our own tail here if we keep going yes, that way. So, yes. so what do you mean by that? Like, so, or what do we mean by that? Well, we can make, well, first of all, we know this. We can make anything a problem. Right. If we choose to make it a problem. Right. right? So, and then uncertainty has some components mm-hmm. of it that we often don't really love. So then it's easier to make uncertainty a problem 
also, right? Mm. So as kids, we're learned to kind of know where we've learned that we need to know where we're going. What are our goals? What are we working towards? You know, if this, then this, mm-hmm. right? Like we, we, there's a lot of conditioned thought processes around um, getting outside of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we want to tell ourselves, or we've learned to tell ourselves what we think is going to happen next or to control <laughs> for what is going to happen next yeah. or to head off a potential problem that may happen if we don't deal with it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oof. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. And, and uncertainty, the message we seem to give ourselves is that uncertainty means we have something we need to do. Sure. There's work to do. If you're uncertain sure. on something, you better do what you can to get more certain, get more certain. And it, and it's everywhere, isn't it? I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's the, that kind of messaging comes at us from just about everywhere. It's, it's probably the engine that drives most television programs, for example, you know, some element of uncertainty, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uncertainty about the stock market. So you better do that. Yes. You know, or uncertainty about a relationship. I better do this or control that or mm-hmm. uncertainty about where I stand in life, a life, midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. And so my point, I guess, is that when we, when all this stuff comes at us from all these different directions, it's pretty easy to internalize that as a normal thing. And it's a problem. So therefore, when you feel this, because you see everybody else on TV do it, or you see everybody else is talking about on social media, they need to do something. Yeah. Then you feel that it's just what it's supposed to be. And what we're suggesting here is that that by itself might be a BS story. Or, and, and just a pile of BS. A pile. A pile. It, okay. It feels see, like I was being generous and yeah, you were like, no, no I'm just going to go for it. Let's <laughs> just get real. Right. So, <laughs> okay. Right. So that, that's the problem. We're trying to control for a lot of things in our life. When we're uncertain. Yeah. It, or just in general. It, just in general. Right. And, and certainly uncertainty can be a, a, a part of that. Mm-hmm. Right. There can be a lot of other parts, but today we're talking about uncertainty. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then it can be stressful, too, because we like to know, we, if we believe we know or can control for what's going to come next, it gives us a false sense of security because we think, oh, well, I know what's mm-hmm. going to come next, so I don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And, and so it calms us for a hot second. For a hot second? Yeah, exactly, right. for a hot second. <laughs> Doesn't mean we actually know what's coming next mm-hmm. and doesn't mean we're not going to derail when what we thought was coming next doesn't. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And and it's so interesting that we tend to call that like um, kind of going with our gut. But I don't think that's that is that's overthinking something. And, you know, and I've I've felt that way before. OK, I'm going to anticipate these three possible outcomes or whatever. And then I'm decided on them and I have that hot second. Until I think of some other thing that I hadn't thought of before. Yeah. And, and I honestly wouldn't, I can't tell you a time where I actually went. That's exactly what I thought was going to happen. And somehow didn't feel bad or, you know, it was, <laughs> didn't have a feeling about it because I had worried about it. Mm-hmm. Or I had worked on getting rid of that uncertainty. Mm-hmm. There is no relationship there, Mm-mm. is there, between the amount of work or worrying we do around something we're uncertain about and how it affects us when we get the answer right to what might be going on yeah doesn't yeah. have any effect and then all the while you're just upticking your stress response in your body right when we are having to think about it this way and that way or solve for the potential for this we're it's it's there's a lot of energy 
mm-hmm. going on in there mm-hmm. and then can be quite exhausting. It could yeah. keep, I mean, it could keep us up at night. I think it's probably one of the main things that does keep us up. At exactly. Night. Exactly. And then that becomes, <clears throat> of course, a, a snowball mm-hmm. because then you're not getting the sleep that you need, which is such a huge part of being able to stay in the body, stay calm, <laughs> recognize these things, do this practice. And then you start, you know, and then other coping mechanisms come in. If you don't get enough sleep, your body wants more carbs and more sugars, makes it easier to go to stuff that you don't like, or you get tired so you don't exercise as much. It's this... Snowball. Yeah, it does. And we tend to think it only happens around sort of those big questions, but but uncertainty comes at us from all directions. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a defining part of our life. You know, we may have some certainties on a daily basis, but stuff can happen outside of us that creates uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Stuff we can find out news if you get like a, you know, go to the doctor and find out you got, you know, something wrong or you need a surgery that mm-hmm. it kind of comes at us all the time. And so the idea that we can somehow solve for uncertainty and make ourselves feel better is just, it's a pile of BS. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if it's a pile of BS, then let's talk a little bit about, okay, let's all buy into that. Right. Even if you're uncertain <laughs> out there about this, <laughs> um, let's 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 play around with this idea that if we we take that as truth, that that is a pile of BS. Mm-hmm. Then let's talk about uncertainty and what it can do for us and what we can do yeah. with it. Right. So if we're willing to accept that uncertainty exists and that it doesn't have to be a problem, mm. we're not doing what we were doing before when we were talking about battling uncertainty, mm-hmm. right? So here we are, we're saying, yes, okay, uncertainty does exist. Yep. And I can be okay with that, or I can find ways to be okay with that, or I'm willing to accept and, and, and work towards being okay with that, because it is reality, mm-hmm. right? Like whenever we accept reality, we can work with reality with less struggle. It's true. So here we are. Okay. Yes. This moment, I, I, I don't, I know what's going on in this moment for myself. And later today, I have no idea. Right? Like, mm-hmm. That is reality. Mm-hmm. And huh, I can decide to be open around what might come next. Mm-hmm. I can decide to be creative around what might come next. I can decide to be surprised. Mm-hmm. I don't have to decide that if I don't know what's coming next, then I better get on this somehow and make sure I know what's happening next. <laughs> right. I can be here right now and open in my safety system of the body mm-hmm. where I'm not stressing myself out, kidding myself that I can predict the future, revving things up, mm-hmm. but it's choice. Yeah. yeah, it is. And, and, you know, the, the, the very idea of uncertainty being an okay thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, in my own case, that was, that was a new idea, you know, until not, <laughs> you know, a couple of years ago. And so, you know, for anybody <laughs> out there who's kind of wrestling with that, I get it, right? Because it is something that, uh, we have learned we're not supposed to tolerate, right? If it happens, you're supposed to do something with it. But it is really liberating to be able to sit with uncertainty and go, yep, this happens. And 
I don't have to know where it's coming from necessarily. If I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. I also don't necessarily have to do anything with it. What am I open to instead? And what I have found is that when I'm open to it, whether it's uncertainty or anything else, whatever happens in my day that I'm not expecting or wasn't part of the plan, it's much easier to roll with it when I'm coming from that place of openness and having accepted that, yeah, because even the best laid plans, right? Kind of the best laid plans down and they don't necessarily, in fact, they rarely do. Things rarely go as planned on a small level or a big level. Well, and at what point is it, at what point do we control for the whole plan? Because if I'm driving in, you know, to the show today, mm-hmm. and if there's a lot of traffic, and I'm slowed down by the traffic, and I didn't expect that that could happen, um, so because I was certain that I would leave my house at a particular time and then arrive at a particular time, somehow feeling like I'm in control of my drive, mm. right? Like, how r- realistic is that? <laughs> right, it's not. <laughs> it's not realistic. It's not. So accepting reality mm-hmm. is a great first place to start. Right. And uncertainty is reality. There's no other way to live our life. Mm-hmm. We can't control uncertainty. Mm-hmm. It is here to stay. Yeah. <laughs> so making it unpleasant. Right. Deciding that something in real life is, we're going to make this unpleasant all the time. Right. Why would we do that? Because in the present moment, there is no way to be certain about what will happen because we do not have control over all the possibilities. It's not possible. It's not possible. Yeah. So why set ourselves up mm-hmm. to teach ourselves and relearn and reshare with the younger generations that come? Why do this to ourselves? It's true. Well, you know, using your example of, of getting in later than you thought, you know, that's happened to you before where you've gotten hung yeah. up in traffic. You've walked in like 10 minutes before we were recording. Mm-hmm. It would have been a whole different experience recording if you were, if that uncertainty, you were so, you know, keyed up because of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it happens. <laughs> I have no control. And we both had that mentality. All right, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And of course it was. Yeah. But you had to decide yes. to be okay coming in here with that. And not getting our normal routine. Right. And I had to be okay with yeah. that. I had to be open to that. Okay, we're not getting the normal, you know, our last minute, our last talk before we go on the air kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So big or small, this is a thing. Yeah. This is a thing. Every day there's uncertainty. hmm So what do we do with the big ones? The big uncertainties. Oh, man. The collective uncertainties, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, the, the desire to know what will happen next or the need to control what will happen next or the need to do something in response to something, you know, particularly on the big stuff, you know. Uh, and this is always sticky, right? Because when big things happen, they do matter, yeah. right? They do matter. Whether we're talking about a big news event or big personal news has happened, something difficult uh, usually it's the difficult things, right? <laughs> the things that freak us out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to do something we want to understand. And so much of what we end up doing, it seems like, is we gorge on information. We want more and more information. You know, uh, if we get a bad health diagnosis, we dive into learning more about it. And that's by itself not bad. 
or when something big is happening in the world or, you know, in the country and we want all the information we want to, you know, we sit with it, blah, blah, blah. We take it all in, take it all in. Uh, but there seems to be an idea in there that the more we do that, the better we'll feel. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's true. It doesn't mean that not knowing anything is okay. I mean, I, I, that's, but I don't know. Maybe it depends on. What do, what do we, what do we do? The more, the, the more we know, what do we do? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Why, if, if the more we know actually leads us into a decision-making process that allows for us to be in control of something around our life, mm-hmm. then, then maybe you talked about illness. Sure. Right. So we get this information about an illness. Okay. Might be important to find out some more information. Sure. Yeah. And what changes do I need to make? Or yep. mm-hmm. what are my treatment options? That, that's, that's the good kind of information. Yep. And yep. that can lead to doing good things with it. Right. Completely. And certainly we could go overboard there too. Right. And, and, but the big news things that, that come up, oh, man, yeah. um, there's an endless amount of information. Like when does the information ever stop? Like when do we know I have enough? information now mm, I have to decide that <laughs> right right and, but there's such an and, onslaught of it coming and it comes so quickly yeah. and it comes in such small pieces that it's easy to say I don't have quite enough yet right <laughs> you know, it's like oh but something new might happen you know in the next hour right so that was my question like mm-hmm. when do we really know that we have enough because life moves on you, you, you never really do know you don't know you never really do know. And, and for me, what I've had to do with that is I've had to, with the news anyway, is I've had to make very conscious decisions about how I consume it. And, and this isn't necessarily anything new under the sun, but, but coming from, you know, people talk about all the time in mental health, don't overwatch the news you know, yeah. when things are stressful. But from our vantage point, I think it's, it's particularly important to talk about it because uh, we're talking about and trying to stress that the body is a storage vessel for Everything that comes into us, whether we're eating something, drinking something, thinking something, or feeling something, our body is the repository for it. Mm-hmm. When we pull all this information and we think our brain is, the, is, is doing everything that it needs to do and we'll, that'll give us everything we need, we tend to ignore the fact that that has bodily consequences. So for me with the news is I don't watch it. Mm-hmm. I read it. And I got, I'm very selective about where I read it from and when I actually read it. I don't read it first thing in the morning. I don't read it last thing before I go to bed at night. And if I do need to watch something or feel like I need to because it's an important thing, I might, but I might not because you know what? What's that going to give me? Right. And when it does, usually what happens is in that quest to understand what's going on, I get ratcheted up. Because the very definition of that kind of news is something, something unexpected, something rough, something challenging, something important, quote unquote, is going on. It's far too easy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm kind of wired to, you know, my own academic career was about getting more information. <laughs> you know, I've, mm-hmm. I like to know more stuff. So having to step away and be very selective because I know it will never stop mm-hmm. has been huge for me. And my body thanks me on a daily basis for not doing that. Yeah, yeah. And all the while, I think the, the, what, what, what's causing that is uncertainty. 
right? Like we feel like, okay, if we just know a little bit more, this thing will make sense. Mm-hmm. And then we'll know what to do next. Uh-huh. Or who to blame. Yes. Or who to support. Mm-hmm. Or who to advocate or who to write or who to call. <laughs> you know? Yes, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's almost like we feel this need where we have to do that. We have to have that so we know whatever it is. Yes. And, and that's the part uh, that keeps us in a chronically stressed out state because we don't ever really get to that place we don't ever Mm -hmm. really especially with the big things yeah we don't ever really get to a place of okay like now this makes sense and now i can do this or i can believe this Uh uh-huh we don't really ever get there but we keep trying and we're losing sleep Mm -hmm. and we're eating a bunch of junk food or arguing (laughs) or whatever we're coping yeah Mm -hmm. we're we're coping in ways that a chronic stressed out state, it, we're usually coping in ways that increase the stress. Yeah. 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 And then again, talk about the snowball effect, inevitably are doing things to the body that aren't helpful, mm-hmm. depriving it of sleep, you know, putting stuff in it that isn't the best for you, whether we're talking about food or something else, you know, uh, and then of course that compounds and compounds and compounds. And, um, you know, it reminds, there's an old line some actor said somewhere about treating their, treating my body like it's a taxi cab, you know, it's, you know, and, and it's very vivid for whatever reason, but that, that type of thing. And yet we seem to be willing to make that trade off if in our minds we can get the information we need. So we know what to say, what to do, what to believe, what to advocate for. And that never stops. And me just talking about it right now mm-hmm. is exhausting me. <laughs> yeah. I can feel it. Mm-hmm. I can feel it. And um, that's the thing I think that one of the reasons why we do the show is, is to stress that our bodies are not just a part of this. They're integral to the, not just how we frame things and how we approach things and how we understand reality, but the effects of that as well. So if we're taking, you know, if we're accepting uncertainty as real, we reduce the stress we're more open, it's actually helping our bodies, which then helps our brain and helps our mind and helps all those pieces. And yes to all of that. And there's something about doing all of the thinking around the experience of uncertainty that is quite stimulating. Yes. It, 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 it makes us feel energized. Mm-hmm. It makes us feel mm-hmm. like like we've got the right answer. Useful. Yeah. It makes us feel Important. these things. Mm-hmm. Valuable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where the alternative, the experience of being open, present, no need for certainty. Mm-hmm. Heard this from, from my clients over the years. Can feel a little boring. <laughs> <laughs> We're so used to, I just want to acknowledge this, right? This yeah. is what keeps us coming back for more. Yeah. It's so stimulating Yeah, to be doing all of these quick thinking, processing, stillness analyzing. Stillness and quiet is boring. Relative to that, yeah. stillness and quiet can be experienced as boring. Mm-hmm. And, the, and we need to renew and recharge. Mm-hmm. And renewal and recharge isn't always super stimulating. No, in fact, I'm, how can it be? 
(laughs) Yes. How can it be, Mm -hmm. interestingly enough? Right. We don't, you know, if sleep is part of renewing and recharge, for example, we probably don't want to be super stimulated while we're sleeping. No. Because it wouldn't work. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. That's a really, that's, yeah, that's a really good point because we tend to do that. We tend to get antsy with the idea of not having something to do or something to respond to or, you know. And so that, and that information kind of comes at us in ways that are kind of designed to be consumed in small bites or, or to be appealing or, you know, to, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not just talking about media. I mean, it's coming from anything, you know, mm-hmm. um, it tends to be that way. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, and yet our body gets the most when it is actually at rest. Mm-hmm. You know, it performs better at, during times of activity if it gets rest and recharges. Mm-hmm. And of course, what we're also talking about is minimizing the amount of stress we're putting on it during those times of activity. Mm-hmm. And it all fits together. And so what we feed into our brain is going into our body just the same way as what we put into our mouth is going into our body. Mm-hmm. You know, what we breathe into our lungs is going into our body. I mean, it's all, all of it. we should be looking at it all in that same same way in that sense, shouldn't we? Yeah. Well, we talked a couple of weeks ago about systems, right? Our body oh, is a system. Yeah. It's not just a thinking entity. Yeah. And so taking care of those different systems in the body is actually going to help us in all ways of our life, as long as life goes on, right? Right. <laughs> right. It's a practice. It's a practice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, this, this whole idea of sort of stimulation we should elaborate on. So maybe that's where we could go next week and kind of build on that conversation. What do you think? Yeah. Because I think that's a big part of this, right? And a big way for us to understand why being okay with uncertainty or whatever emotional state we're facing is connected to what degree are we willing to either be still or be stimulated. So Mm I think I want to go on to that next week. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. All right, sounds good. Well, then we'll do that next week. Thank you so much uh, for joining us for this episode of Breaking Up With Our BS. Thank you so much. Uh, If you're listening live for doing so, if you are listening as a podcast, thank you so much for subscribing and for leaving comments for us. And if you're watching on our YouTube channel, um, I hope we keep it entertaining. We're sort of of sitting here talking to each other, but we're really glad that you're here. And thanks for uh, also subscribing to that. And uh, until next time, I am JDK Winnikin. And I'm Tawny Santabria. And we'll see you next time with more BS to break up with and stuff. We will. I don't think he felt anything after the crash. Who's that guy? I'm in my groove. Here we go.